All right. Jesus, I haven't even sat down. Well, we're recording. starting, darling. It is later than usual. We are getting some content. It is. I was so surprised that you sent me a text. I was sitting there the whole time. I was like, is he going to text me ready? Because <laughs> that's normally what he does. I'm in my room and I he's know. just like ready. And I'm I like, know. okay. And then I come strolling in with my little pink chair. And this time I was like, oh, I guess we're not recording tonight. <laughs> Well, I, okay, about an hour ago, I was listening, because, you know, we're getting music stuff done. It's a Sunday before the work week starts. I'm listening back to a mix of a song, and I'm getting the first mix back. I'm like, oh, my God, this sounds really good, like, blah, blah, blah. But I'm hearing some, like, vocals that sound different than I expect them to, and I realize that I sent him the vocals that were, like, the wrong vocals, and I had to go through and fix the vocals I had initially sent the mixer guy, because, like, oh, we need these vocals, and I sent you the wrong ones. Oh, no, so, so you fucked up. Which is not something that usually happens, but... Mm. Yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs> it was me. No. And so I was like, I'm fixing this right now. Oh, no. Are we you going to have to like charge him? Is he going to have to like charge you twice? No, because it's like nothing really changes. Just replace the freaking tracks. It's, it's just like I just didn't want it to take longer because of me. Because mm. like I've never made a mistake before. It's my first mistake in the yeah. 25 years what's, I've been what's alive. What's it like? I, we you humans know? are just looking up, up at you. You you were like the paragon of humanity and we all it looked really up to was. you and now you fucked that up. <laughs> you know Now what? we can't trust anyone. I know. I'm sorry. I hate to disappoint the world because I know I've been on a pedestal for all of these years. And you know what? It's just, it's it's hard to take on. It's like Mariah knows the feeling because after those 10 years when glitter happened, she was like, oh, this even is me. This is- <laughs> This is your glitter moment. It is my glitter moment. It's true. Maybe that's where glitter went wrong. She just sent the wrong vocals. (laughs) No, she sounded great. Maybe she sent the wrong script. (laughs) Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And... What a glorious week it has I been. I mean, it's been a week. Yes. Has it been glorious? I mean, well, this is the first week oh, of the yes. podcast with Joe Biden That's as our true. president. It's true. What a peaceful week. Is there not no bad news? I mean, there's some news. I just, I, I think I felt differently than I thought I was going to feel on Inauguration Day. I felt I wasn't ready to celebrate. I was like, I'm going to watch this in between my meetings. I will watch this after it's all said and done. I'll watch Joe Biden's speech. But like... I'm so exhausted. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm not in, even though I'm like happy that this is what it is, I'm not ready to really celebrate beyond like, okay, like I can (laughs) exhale, but like, and like there were some, like honestly, Katy Perry doing firework was very good. All those lovely arrangement. And you know, I love a firework. Yeah. And so I thought that was lovely. I thought, you know, uh, there was so much that was amazing about the inauguration, but I just was so I was so exhausted. I was also exhausted and like like watching with one eye open, but that's because I was watching it live. It was eight o'clock in the morning, so I was literally just I set my alarm and I just like rolled over, got my phone, (laughs) and watched it all with one eye open in my bed. And I was like, "This is beautiful." (laughs) But I'm so tired. It's one of those things. Yeah, it was. It was a. I felt like I had been asleep for four years and I had finally woken up, but I was still groggy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I guess I'm still groggy. I'm excited to be excited. Maybe once all of this COVID stuff has died down, we can go outside and see our friends. Maybe I'll be more in the mood. But yes. while I was watching it, I was just kind of like, yes, yes, life is better. <laughs> I can't engage with this at the moment. I can't engage. Because there has been so much engagement over the past four years. It's like, it's kind of fun. To, yes, it's kind of fun to be able to take your hands off the wheel for a moment. And yeah. so that's how I feel. It's like, I feel like the people in charge of America, I trust them. They're not going to do something horrible to me. So we shall see. That's, how, a, that's a beautiful feeling. That's thank you. you. Feeling. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Matt Steele, how was your week? My week was good. Yeah. I did nothing because we're all stuck inside. Oh, I did go back to work yes. at the restaurant Look because because I traveled from out of town. I couldn't be on the schedule for two weeks after I came back. Right. So I had a couple weeks off and now I started work up again. How was that? Very fine. Very peaceful. We love peace. Like busy, but like peaceful. I was surprised how like peace at peace I felt at work. And I was like, this is okay. That's good. Yeah. Because normally at work, I'm just like, ooh. (laughs) Well, now it's it's new and different again because you were gone for how long? Like when did you last work? Probably a month ago. Like a month ago. Yeah. There you go. It's a whole new experience. It was a a whole new world. And I was just like, this is what adulthood feels like. This is what being a working gal feels like. I had forgotten the feeling. I am Melanie Griffith. I know. Uh, I also finished watching season two of Survivor. Okay. Survivor binge and very satisfying ending. Really? Oh, the winner was like the person who I was kind of rooting for from the beginning. Because oh, right. she was like the cool, like older lady, really, yeah. really sweet. And the, uh, 
the entire time I was just like, oh, but like she's just gonna get like third or fourth because mm. like it was two thousand one at the right. time. Like they they were gonna give it to like the people who were banging their chests and like winning all the competitions and right. everything because th- those were like the people who won the reality competitions then and everything. Yeah. But no, she ended up winning in the end. And I was like, oh, her. oh, I was so happy for little How many Tina. Survivor seasons are there again? Forty four. So I, I am one twenty <laughs> seconds away. I really from thought that there the were twenty something. So I was like, oh, you're really moving. Through oh, them, actually, but. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's 40. No, I know it's in the 40s. That's still a lot. We'll have to ask Jeff because he's the survivor guru. Okay. I haven't told him yet that I've been you binging sh- Survivor. You gotta tell him. I assume that he's still watching. Of he's, course. Yes, he I is. assume he is. But I mean, he has a baby now, so I, I guess that takes precedence. Yeah, so, but like if he can still watch The Bachelor with you, he's, I mean, I'm sure he watch, still watches Survivor. <laughs> I'm sure he cares about Survivor more than he cares about uh, The Bachelor. You say that, but he, you know, he brought The Bachelor to me. Like, really? Yes, he was the one that's like Matt. You have to watch The Bachelor. But the Bachelor. he's the one that's he literally designed like games are his life. I know he, he does. He yes. designs games. He loves a game, but he also loves the ba- the Bachelor's also a game. <laughs> Let's be serious. <laughs> You're winning something True. at the end. It's just a different kind of game. But yes, he was the one who brought it to both me and his now wife Jean. He was like, guys, you both need to watch this. And I was like, the gay and the lady. <laughs> we wow. didn't watch this first. And yes. You know, the world's a different place. Sometimes the straights can bring culture to you. I know. It's, a, it's a surprising moment when it happens. <laughs> wow. What did you do? Who'd what you see? I, I, you know, I saw I saw Jackson several times. Uh, Janie came over. We had a nice little moment. She's in our pod, so no one worry. Um, and that's it. That's cool. <laughs> you know what? Oh, I also went on a, another hike. Oh, yes. It was nice. It was, it was another long hike, but it wasn't as like strenuous as the one I went on a month I mean, ago. Nothing's as strenuous. It was six yeah. hours, the one before? The f- yeah, that's- and this one was long as well, but like it was much more peaceful okay. and relaxing. Also, I was looking at the weather. We Do you realize that it's going to be high in the 50s except for one day for the next like week and a half? Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be cold. Like I'm... In LA though I'm, Like You're also in January I though. know but like 50s every day I don't know I, I feel know. like this we're, is a lot We're in like in LA There's In January it does get to the 50s But it very much like yes, One it day it's in the back. It bounces back And like it destroys your allergies But like still you're just like Well at least there's a bounce back We're not doing that this week I, yeah. I was disheartened when I read that I must say I'm sorry I'm sorry you <sighs> You know I get cold uh, I'm sorry you're not sorry. <laughs> God, the fact that you don't care about my feelings. You have your slippers now, your new slippers. You I have do. your your new thro- your uh, what duvet or yes, whatever the hell I it do. is. Yes, I do. A duvet cover. It's you know, keep yourself warm. I'm trying my darndest. I have my space heater with me at all times, so no one worry about me. It's going to be okay. Okay. But you're in all of our prayers. Thank you so much. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I did. I mean, things we'll talk about in the podcast I've watched and engaged with, but um, no, just another normal week. Waiting yeah. for the vaccine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, gosh. Should we jump in? Can you try it? Let's jump in, guys. All right. Well, we kind of touched on this already, but the uh, Biden-Harris inauguration occurred. And there were three words that we can all take away from that. And those three words are, let's get loud. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that at eight whatever in the morning. and I was just like. Really? It was. I honestly, I honestly, obviously didn't watch it that early in the morning. I like had a couple of meetings in the morning, so it was like eleven o'clock LA time. And I kept reading about people talking about get, let's get loud. I'm like, oh, she probably shouts in the, in the crowd, let's get loud at a point, and like that's that's not that funny. Why are we really talking about this? But then I watched the performance, and I was like, oh my god. Oh no, it's funny. It's funny <laughs> and insane. I loved it. I thought it was so insane, so funny when J Lo screamed, let's get. I mean, let's get real. If the Republicans are allowed to reference like one of their big achievements, which is, I guess, you know, getting rid of slavery. That's like 100 whatever years ago, over Uh, 100 years ago. J-Lo can reference a song of hers that's two decades old. I just couldn't believe like if I get it, we're going to be promoting. There's always a time and space to promote during an inauguration. But like we're really going to 98. Like this is so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And when she sang or lip synced, well, lip synced those words, yeah. <laughs> it was very, very shocking. It's because she was going, it was this land is your land. What other was the, there was another American song that was in that medley. Oh, I thought it was just this land is your I land. I felt like there it? was another one in there. I don't know. I don't remember. It was a lot, but all I remember is the let's get loud part. And it's like, this is a single that didn't even have a video. Like, but it is, people do think of her with that song a lot, but I just, I just was, I was shocked. 
it was so random and out of nowhere and not the melody of the song. It just was, <laughs> we're just saying, let's get loud and this land is your land. I'm like, we will all do Well, we got loud. We voted very loudly We for did. We did, but like, we'd already gotten loud. Yeah. <laughs> but like, let's get loud again in the future when we have to vote for Joe Biden again. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, J-Lo really, really did something there. And then Lady Gaga performed the national anthem. Flying like a thousand doves. She did. It was very, I, it reminded me of her Sound of Music performance, that one. One time she did like the Grammys or whatever. The Oscars. Oscars, whatever yeah. it was. And it was like, I don't really know why we're doing it like this, but you know what? You better work. Like what? She just sang the national anthem. Yeah, she it was like, it was a Julie Andrews impression, I felt. It just was very. If you think that's what Julie it Andrews was very, sounds like. What didn't sound like Gaga? It sounded like we're doing a musical theater moment. And it, it's, it, didn't it was sound not. Like it was not. I mean, it wasn't like a poppy national anthem, but that's not a musical theater well, moment. What do you, well, well, please tell me what it was. It just sounded like Gaga singing the national Did anthem. Did not know. That is not what she would have sounded like. I mean, like what did you want her to sound I, like? I just. Oh, saying, can you No, see? but I just, I just was. It was a lot of like head voice vibrato e, And I was just like, okay, all right. Okay. She's got to hit those notes. It was, it was, people seemed to like it and it did seem like she was singing live. And so I love a head voicey vibrato moment. Yes. Coming it, from Stephanie Germanata, musical theater major. You know what? <laughs> she does it all, doesn't she? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, also in more news, apparently the New York Times is coming out the documentary on FX slash Hulu entitled Framing Britney Spears. I prefer having it be Hulu slash FX. Because I, mean, I, can't I can't handle like, oh, Britney Spears is having a documentary and it's going to be on, like by FX. I mean, like, I, that's just weird to me. It's like, no, no, no. Hulu is like the the platform in that's like relevant in this decade. I mean, I am not the one who made this up. I'm reading a headline. This is what it is. Okay. And this is a documentary. I mean, it's not like Britney's going to be in it. It's not like really following her. It's just like everyone talking about like what she was like when she came up and what the whole situation was like. And I think deep diving into the conservatorship, which we all need to talk about and the free Britney movement coming along with that. And she's not going to be interviewed. No, at all? not. Oh, no. Okay. That makes fucking sense. Way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. I've seen a lot of previews and there are a lot of talking heads that are not Britney Spears and a lot of like shots of her like pictures of her paparazzi video of her so is it going to be like an unauthorized documentary like how the like the unauthorized biopic on Lifetime it's most certainly not authorized (laughs) but I don't know that it's like it seems like it's it's not like a a uh, there won't be people portraying Britney Spears in it like no I I wouldn't expect that but I think it's just from the outside looking in a bit Okay. Yes. So I'm still excited about it. I feel like the more that we get this talked about publicly, I think that's important. I still think we're getting closer and closer to her being out of it, but it's like, I I would love a time. It's like COVID. It's like, I'd like a timeline. Like, I'd like a timeline for my vaccination. And I'd like a timeline for when Britney's getting out of this conservatorship. Because it's, it's, we know it's happening. We know it's coming. We know the steps are being taken, but like... The timeline makes it, makes it so much clearer. Yeah. And when they're like, oh, there are only 300,000 vaccines in L.A. County. And like, if we go at this rate, it'll be till 2022. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll be fine. Okay. Maybe the uh, documentary will spread more awareness of it. Yes, absolutely. So I, I have high hopes. When is this documentary coming out? February 5th. Oh, my God. That's soon. <laughs> yes, it's very soon. So I'm excited to watch it Friday, February 5th at 10, 9 central. So. Keep an eye out. All right. <laughs> FX Hulu, it's coming. Uh, and for all of the young people out there, and or people with children, Miss Jojo Siwa mm. is officially one of us. That's wonderful. One of the gays. I know, we all got to celebrate her, put some bows in her hair. Absolutely. Because she, at first, I think she posted a TikTok with a bunch of other gay actor or like celebrity types. And people were like, is this her coming out? Like, unclear. Anyways, and then she posted a photo uh, in which her cousin got her a new shirt and the shirt says best gay cousin ever. And so she's officially out and, you know, a, a lesbian. And I love that for her. Maybe, I mean, like, it's kind of like her cousins outed her. <laughs> They're like, we're going to give her this shirt. <laughs> she didn't have to post it online. So the cousin just was, you know, giving her a prop to use for her public coming out. And I think that's great. I hope her cousin's also on the Jojo Siwa team, you know, because that's oh, yeah. good management right there. Well. Oh, absolutely. So, so, hey, yeah. I think if everyone can can get some promo and but you know what? There are young kids out there, I'm sure, that are questioning and need someone to look up to. And they're all like, 
you know, who's Neil Patrick Harris? Like, whose grandpa is that? And so it's good to have someone in their age range that, you know, is out and proud yeah. and living her truth. Another so. person that people can look up to and she'll be she'll be she'll do well. She's tough. Mm. She she's a tough girl. Like she built herself. Oh, my God. Like, but so she, I'm people I'm not worried about for 100. <laughs> like Jojo fucking. Oh, Siwa. Jojo Seal, when she came out uh, like in the not came out as a lesbian, but came right. out like in the sphere of the world. Yeah. She was like 10 years old. And I was like, this child can kick my ass. <laughs> like she can destroy me. Well, so. It's, she will. She has. <laughs> <laughs> and that's her new thing. So congrats to Jojo Siwa and all the little Siwa Knights out there. I assume those are your names. <laughs> but whatever. Um, speaking of more youths, Madonna's daughter, Lourdes, is now on Instagram. Have you seen this? Has she not been on Instagram? She has not been publicly on Instagram. Uh, but now she's publicly out there. I don't know what she's doing or if she's promoting something specifically. But this is only important because... she people are commenting things like your mother made a masterpiece called hard candy which a like ooh, your taste <laughs> that's the one you're picking <laughs> exactly. hard candy and lord's response is uh your mother sucks wild dick <laughs> <laughs> Wait. There's someone else to uh, message or wrote a comment. Not you thirst trapping. What would your mom think? Response: Does your mom know you don't wash your ass? <laughs> wait, 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 yeah. wait. Yeah. We we need to find Lourdes and be friends. With oh her. my god! Like, like what an icon! I know. I love how this person's like complimenting her mom, being like, "Oh my god, hard candy's a masterpiece." And it's like, okay, well they're wrong, but like, <laughs> but like, and then she just. And so, like, Your mom sucks a lot thick. Iconic. Like that is that is a Madonna move if I That's ever heard That's the thing one. is like I would never have cared about this if it weren't for those comments. That's it's so like, funny. The world must know. I don't know if I have seen I remember when she gave birth to Lourdes. Oh yeah. And uh, it was like a huge era. deal. Yeah. It was very much just like Madonna is a mother now. Yes. Little star. That yeah. was Lourdes. Back yeah. in the day. That, a lot of, she's referenced in that album a lot. Yes. So. Absolutely. She was a ray of light. I mean good, good for Lourdes. She I is, know. She was a ray of light from Madonna and now she is a ray of light to us Honestly, on social media. I hope she insults me one day. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be amazing. Someone, if anyone out there knows her, just yes. send her this podcast and, and just have her just rip us yes, apart. Yes, if she could say something rude to us, we'd really appreciate it. So, everyone follow Lourdes. Uh, she's at Lourdes Leon uh, on Instagram. Uh, and some sad news. Um, Larry King. I know. Very sad. Like, iconic interviews. Truly. Just, he just... It was always just so like open and honest and just like frank and casual with people. Yes. And it's so interesting because he was like a little old man and right. he always, was always in a studio. So like and like buttoned up. So you would think he would be kind of like stuffy and like a hard hitting right. journalist and everything. But like he was really fun. He was so fun. Without like, like throwing the funness in your face. Right. And like he just would play along. Like he oh, would yes. always be game for anything. The interviews never felt like stilted or try hard. It was very comfortable. But like you said, very frank. And it's like that's not the kind of interview you get. All of the time. And so I always made sure to watch the Mariah interviews with him because you get a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of good stuff. Oh, yeah. Like the interview of him and Liza is just iconic. I love the the stuff Kathy Griffin posting with oh, yeah. like him. So funny. Yeah. He, yeah. And like, as you said, you always played along with people. Right. It was like he was always like someone's friend. Yeah. Like interviewing them. It's like if we were interviewing each other. Exactly. Yeah. And did you see like Piers Morgan's like. Oh, weird tweet about my this. God. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Pierce Morgan? I don't understand. Really? I don't understand his appeal. I don't know how he got here. I don't know why he doesn't course correct. And I don't know where it all went wrong. Right. Like, I feel like I remember years and years ago being like, oh, yeah, Pierce Morgan. He's yeah. a normal, He's sane a individual. Person. But then, like, all of a sudden, he just just it made so many questionable choices, and it's just like peers. Right. Okay. I found the tweet just so everyone can hear it. If you haven't seen it, he has a picture of himself with Larry King uh, in the CNN studio. It looks like Piers Morgan. Larry King was a hero of mine until we fell out after I replaced him at CNN, and he said my show was like watching your mother-in-law go over a cliff and your new Bentley. He married eight times, so a mother-in-law expert, but he was a brilliant broadcaster and masterful TV interviewer, and like. Honestly, if that was supposed to make us not like Pierce or not like uh, Larry King, like I like him more. <laughs> I, I I think maybe he was like trying to be funny and trying to like do a just sort of like oh he would appreciate this joke because you know he he could always handle when someone was making fun of him and everything. But, but it's kind of like I feel like you there are too many parts to this yes, statement. Right, of yours. It's, it's like, like he was like, a hero of mine until is so fucking weird. It just yeah. is like. 
also, he, like, he just fucking died. Like, just be respectful and, like, pay your respects if you have this story about how he didn't like you anymore because, like, none of us like you anymore. Like, then he's just in the club. Tell your friends offline. You don't need to tweet this. And also, dig your heels in. It's been all over Twitter of, like, what the fuck is this? And he's, it's still up. I just searched on Twitter for it, and the tweet is still there. Yeah, I don't know. The only one who's allowed to, like, be mean or shady to anyone right now is Lourdes. I mean, of course. Lourdes, what's her last name? <laughs> I don't know. What's Madonna's last name? Like, Kitchione? I, for, I forget. I can, it's Kitchione? I can, feel like I can it's, see it's it. It's something Italian, because yes. I remember my grandmother, uh, when I was little, was always like, oh, that Madonna, she's wild, she's wild. And then she saw some sort of news thing about Madonna mm. in, like, the 90s, and suddenly, and she found out Madonna was Italian. And so suddenly, <laughs> my grandmother loves. was like, you know, Madonna is such a smart and be- <laughs> talented young lady. Icon. I love yeah. Your grandma. <laughs> what a queen. Um, all right. What else happened this week? Oh, well, we kind of spoke about the Bachelor franchise earlier, but I just have to give us an update. Uh, so the Bachelorette season that just ended ended with Tasha uh, and Zach Clark getting engaged and they are due to be married and they seem to be very much in love. But it began with a different Bachelorette named Claire. Mm-hmm. Claire was on the show years and years and years ago and was brought back to be the Bachelorette. She was the whole thing was like, she's the oldest bachelorette. She's 39, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that was the whole promo. She goes in there and after six days decides I'm in love with one of these 20 guys. I'm leaving with them. Or she was pushed out behind the scenes. It's unclear. But she basically is like, I'm in love with Dale. We're going to get married. So we're not going to be on the show anymore. Uh, and then they brought Tasha in. But so this week it was seen that like I think Claire had unfollowed Dale's cousin who they had just visited and the cousin unfollowed her and like they hadn't posted pictures of each other in a while so it was like oh maybe they're breaking up who knows what's happening Dale goes ahead and writes a thing that's basically like you know Claire and I have mutually decided to split uh I have nothing but love we have nothing but love for each other and we'll support each other in the future blah 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 um And then Claire didn't post anything for days. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, it's weird that Dale is the one, like the contestant on the show is the one announcing this and that Claire has said nothing when she was the lead and the one we've been following for years and years and years. So a few days later, Claire Instagrams out, I was made aware of a mutual statement at the same time you all were. So I've needed some time to really digest this. And goes on and is basically like, speaking for myself, my intentions with this relationship have always been very clear. So the truth is I am crushed. This is not what I expected or hoped for. And I'm still trying to process this. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Our relationship is not perfect, but I can say that I was genuinely invested with all of my heart. I may not have had all, may not have all the answers, but I do know this. I will continue to show up, stand by my word and, be committed to love. XO Claire. Whoa, okay. You <laughs> think she found out the same moments we did that they were no longer together? I mean, well, that's nuts. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. It's like Dale, like, and the thing is, Claire's tough. Mm-hmm. Ta- Claire in general is tough, and I believe got a tough edit because they wanted us to be excited for Tasha when mm-hmm. she came in. But Claire's tough. Okay. But it's like, at least give her this. Like, you know that the world is kind of annoyed with her in general, not really rooting for you as a couple. But, like, just let her break the news. Let her be the one to say it. Like, if you've really come to this decision, like, let her come out with it. It just felt like, and, like, he has now deleted his post and her is still up there. And it's like, what's going on here? Well, I mean, like, even in general, like, she found out her boyfriend was dumping her, her fiancé was dumping her online. Yeah. Like, that's just crazy in general, even if, even if, like, she was the bachelorette and, and she would, should have been the one to announce it to the public. Like, besides the whole, like, fame part of it. Right. It's just, it's a as if like Jackson just posted on Twitter like single now. I mean, we're ass- I'm assuming they had actually broken up in person before these posts went up. But like, she said that she just found out like I mean, she's found out about the statement. No, oh, the mutual I was statement. like, oh, she found out that like he was dumping her I mean, at the same time as the public. You know what? Maybe that's true, but that's not what she said. I'm 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 hoping beyond hope that's because that would be evil that would be like purely just so cruel so i'm hoping that wasn't the case but you know what i i i want good things for claire i hope she finds love off of the show she's been on bachelor in paradise like nine times it feels like she was the bachelorette like a decade or on the bachelor a decade ago it feels like Mm -hmm. and it's just like let's wrap it up with the franchise like you've had your moment it's fine. It's a normal. Just go on Hinge. Hinge is there. I don't. Well, maybe she should come back. And like, and it'll be like a come out no, no, swing. No, 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 even no, like after this no, trauma. Nope. Nope. No, okay. No, that no, wouldn't no. be good TV. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. No. Really? That, would that We've, be the worst thing that's ever happened on The Bachelorette? <laughs> well, on The Bachelorette, probably. 
but The Bachelor, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, don't don't listen to Matt Steele if anyone out there is works with The Bachelor. Okay, I, I have no he, has, he doesn't know. We don't want to see her again. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to enter the Survivor fandom. <laughs> so like, I, it will be decades until I enter The Bachelor. I know. <laughs> um, and and speaking of ways that we have been aged every day, Adele is saying happy 10-year anniversary to 21. Nope, it's next like, story. <laughs> next story. I love that you're just not going to engage with Oh, I will not that. engage with that. It's 10 years. 10 years. No, it hasn't. <laughs> I, it's just, and also like, girl, you put out one other album. <laughs> <laughs> like, where I assume the new one is coming this year, and so I will be as patient as possible, but like... 10 years like yeah. I, I heard someone like you 10 years ago yeah. no, it was 10 years for the album it wasn't 10 years for me <laughs> so you just are not no nope. but yeah the whole like one album in, in 10 that's I know that, that is a lot I know but, but and I mean maybe it's kind of cool because it's like she's still you know kind of mysterious and we're all really clamoring all the time for her to course, come back yes. and so that works in her favor but also like we want more music. Yeah, and also like Beyonce does the mystery thing. She does, but she put but it, music. But she put. Well, well, she yeah. used to. <laughs> oh, don't. Stop. I know, but I just am worried that one interview where she said she was retiring, like plays. Don't like, bring this down. We're in I'm Biden sorry. era now. Don't don't <laughs> ruin my, the first week of my Biden era. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't want to ruin. Your stop Biden doing era. this. But, but you know, Adele, ha- put out more masterpieces. Yes, well, I know one's coming. And happy anniversary. Will it be as good as Hard Candy, though? That's the question. Yes. <laughs> Will it be as much of a masterpiece think, as Hard Candy? I think she's jumping over that. Um, but in my favorite story of the past like week, week and a half, Jane Krakowski has now officially denied that she ever dated the My Pillow Trump crazy person. Iconic. I like so like also because if you watch 30 Rock, this feels like that's something that would have happened to Jenna, mm. her character on 30 Rock, like fake dating like a Trump supporter person and coming out like like leave Jane Krakowski out of it let I know people love to just tell us how all of our queens are problematic but like what a Jane Krakowski Jane Krakowski's perfect she's perfect she's fucking perfect I think she has a picture with Lane or whatever that Jeff Epstein oh no lady is like she's a weird picture with her well you know people post for pictures that's true she, she was thought, she was probably like oh my god you're Jane Krakowski you're perfect so let me take a picture right with you. she thought she was a, she was a fan and, and Jane was like oh she's I like, love my fans she's like oh my god Diane Warren I love your work like and, you know took a picture <laughs> <laughs> they do have a similar look oh they yeah <laughs> they do um but yes I'm glad that Jane has come out and confirmed that she has not dated the my pillow CEO Mike Lindell she is however in a full-fledged fantasy relationship with Brad Pitt, Rage John P- Page, who I think is the star of Bridgerton, and Kermit the Frog, and welcomes any and all coverage on those, her publicist said. Hot. So, iconic. So, I, I want only good things for her, and I'm glad we don't have to cancel her for being engaged with that man. No. <laughs> I love that the last person standing on, like, Team Trump is my pillow CEO. I didn't even know what my pillow was. I don't, I have no idea what that is. Well, I think that's for the best. Yeah. Uh, because you just have to ignore it. And we already have. No, it's not about my pillow. It's about my pillow. I have my own pillows. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and lastly, in uh, the grandparent older gay I referenced earlier, Neil Patrick Harris says that casting straight actors to play gay roles is sexy. Uh, <laughs> it was, that's an interesting adjective. It is uh, there's he's in an interview he says there's something sexy about casting a straight actor to play a gay role if they're willing to invest in it. Um, he mentions how his role on How I Met Your Mother was nothing like him, and he reminds us that Queer as Folk featured straight actors playing sexy guys behaving as leads instead of comic sidekicks. Says not hiring straight actors could lead to missed opportunities. I'm not worried about those missed opportunities. You're not. You're not worried about those poor straight actors. I'm not. I'm not worried about the poor straight actors. I think they'll be fine. I think they will continue to work. I think they will continue to have roles. Do you think uh, this is more a larger question of like, okay, do you think that as everyone ages, they just because it's like being out of touch with like what the current music is? Sure, 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 sure. But being out of touch with like the climate of the world feels like something that you could sidestep. Especially if you're in the entertainment industry and it's like Neil. Well, I feel like sometimes when you've grown up in the entertainment industry, mm, like Neil Patrick Harris, you, you kind of have to form a healthy distance from it as okay. well. All right. To have some sort of semblance of sanity. Right. So it's like Neil Patrick Harris, he's he's not on 
on like the Twitter and everything, right. you know, like following my with everyone and replying and like being like, ah, da, 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 and right. like tweeting all of his thoughts and everything. I feel like there are some celebrities who maybe do that too much. <laughs> no. And then <laughs> there are also people who are like so distanced from that, right. that they don't really know what's going on. Like right. what, you know, is going on in the climate, like with right. the optics of everything, what, what people are saying, what people are concerned about. Right. So, so it, it makes sense. Mm. I have faith that, you know, Neil, I mean, I don't think that like what he said is necessarily like horrible. It's just kind of like uh, it's just dated. It's, it's just, just dated like, and like uh, we're not doing this. But anymore. I have full faith that you know he he would be able to understand if if it was explained to him. You right. Know? It's not like Neil Patrick Harris has like a history of like being stubborn and crazy. And, right. Like, My pillow guy esque. <laughs> it's like, true. It's true. Like he'll he'll be fine. I, I guess he thinks it's sexy because it's like you're fulfilling like a fantasy of a straight guy being gay and I everything. Yes. That's the thing is the more you think about it, like. Gross what it sounds to me. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I just, you know, I hope he has young people. And he's a dad now, so he's focused on, you know, raising children and stuff. I get that. But I hope he has like a young, cool assistant around him that's like, hey, we don't do that kind of stuff anymore. And like, this is why. What was this interview for? Like, wh- how did this question come up? Do you um, know? I don't know. It just says in the interview. Maybe it was an interview with Out Magazine. It's okay. Out Magazine tweeted this story. So I don't know if they just picked it up from a separate interview. But I also don't know what he's promoting right now. I'm not really up on my NPH news. I just read the headline and read the article and talked about it with you. Oh, well. Because, you know, that's what friends are for. Oh, maybe he'll say something new. Mm. Oh, he's in It's a Sin. I've heard of that. There's like a new show. I think it's set. I think it's out in the UK because the guy from years and years is in. uh, I think it's a TV series called It's a Sin. And it's about like um, the height of the AIDS crisis. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess he's promoting that. Cool. Cool. Sounds good. All right, great. Uh, Is there any other news for idiots I may have missed that you want to talk about? I don't think so. I think you are good. Oh, thank you so much. I am good. You did your research. I love research. You did good, kid. Oh, thank you, Diane. (laughs) Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more Two Game Hats. We're good. We're good. Okay. He was pushing the button and it wasn't going, guys. It's so hard. I was really concerned. I know. I know. It was a close one. It was a close one. Things Bad things that happen at midnight. (laughs) Suddenly you can't finish your podcast. Okay. Our podcast. <laughs> our podcast. Well, you are. I meant yours, the collective, like yours, like you, yours, Matt Palmer. I know, but ours. Oh, it's ours. I want you to take ownership as well. It's ours together. Thank you. It is mine as well. Isn't yes, it? it is. That's beautiful. I know. Stunning. Anyway, so Anyways. this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. Um, you can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogamats at gmail.com. Uh, we have one email from Gigi. Gigi says, so many questions. Hi guys, I hope you are doing well and staying far away from Miss Rona. Your content continues to get me through the craziness. Your YouTube podcast and Spotify podcasts are amazing. Anyway, my first question is for Matt Palmer. Have you been keeping up with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Mm. If so, what do you think of it? I think all of them are crazy. My second question is for both Matts. Have you seen Bridgerton on Netflix? It's narrated by the one and only Julie Andrews. People are going crazy over it, and it seems like another... And it seems like another TikTok musical is on the way. I've listened to some of the songs for the Bridgerton musical, and they are beautiful. Would you take part in a virtual musical? Love you guys and your banter. Sincerely, Gigi. Oh, thank you, Gigi. Thank you, Gigi. I have not seen Bridgerton, but I hear it's wonderful. And it's only eight episodes, I think. Like, it's very short, so... It's pretty easy to binge. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but uh, I started watching the season of The Crown uh, because my boyfriend is a fan. And so I'm only doing one period piece at a time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Matt Palmer, you're not a a period piece person. I'm not. Um, But about the real housewives of Salt Lake City, I have been watching. I actually went to like a drive in premiere they had out here in L.A., um, you know, when it first started. And I was, I will say from that first episode, obsessed with Heather Gay. And now, you know, halfway through the season, everyone's like, oh my God, Heather's the queen. Heather's the best. Heather's so funny. And I'm like, I knew she was the fan favorite from the moment it started. But my feelings on the show, I think it started off with such a bang. Like it, there was so much insanity in that first episode. It was one of the best like premiere episodes of Housewives I've ever seen. And it's still very good, but I feel like it's just a little weird because Mary, of course, hasn't been interacted in person with any of the other ladies for weeks she literally just all her scenes are in her house she facetimes with them every once in a while they just want a group trip to vegas she's not there and it's just like what's up with mary why isn't she in the mix i think that meredith i was really rooting for while she was going through that like separation period uh but now that she's not getting separated and she's just kind of hanging out with lisa i find her a lot less interesting also meredith's son brooks who i was rooting for the little gay kid who gets his own talking heads i was so excited about he has turned out to be 
kind of a monster. And so it's, 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 I'm invested. I think season two is really going to congeal and be something great. I think they, they have all the pieces. I don't know if everyone needs to come back. I'm worried Jinshaw does so much. It's like she, she's someone who like has clearly watched every episode of every housewife city and is like trying to be like the icon, like the amalgamation mm, of all the like stuff. Like the lead, like the, the, um, the Bethany or like yes. the, what's her name from uh, Beverly Hills? Like the Lisa, like Vanderpump. Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. Yeah. And she just, she's so hot headed out of nowhere. Like someone will be like, hey, uh, this like Whitney went up to her at Sharif's birthday party and was like, hey, uh, these other two girls are afraid of you. And like that made her so mad that she had to like throw a glass and like be escorted out of the party. And it's like. That wasn't worth all. No, that. that's not throwing it's, glass. It's not. Really. It's just like you have to earn your like blow up moments, and Jen doesn't. And I feel like people can feel her being inauthentic. So if she gets a second season, she needs to be a real person and stop trying to be a meme in every single scene she's in. So. Yeah, I, I feel I, I don't know anything about it, but mm. um, you know, in, in, in a storytelling arc, you have yes. to like build your you know drama right to the inevitable like climax exactly it's, you can't every moment can't be a meme you gotta learn about the person first yes. and then hit them hard the reason that Teresa flipping that table is still talked about today is because it happened at the season finale of the like the eighth episode of the first season all the stuff is building up building up and then it finally comes to a head and it's earned it's like you as the viewer feel like it's earned you don't you know support throwing tables but you're like I get how she got there mm, it's like when precious in the movie precious <laughs> yes finally cries like all this mm. horrible stuff is happening yes. to her, and she just goes through it she goes through it she goes through it and then there's just one scene of her crying mm. it, it was earned hey it was earned and you removed well precious went through it that whole that movie I mean, yeah, it's devastating. But, <laughs> she went through it. But yeah, um, uh, would you be in a, a virtual musical? Oh, uh, if the songs were good, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, mean, I would I be like very nervous. I would be very nervous the whole time because I would be like, I don't know how I sound in this sort of, you know, platform. are they live? Yeah, I I don't know. How do you do it with the time? I don't know how any of okay. it works. Okay. I, like, <laughs> I really don't know how they produce any of that. And it's okay. very scary because I'm like, I should like produce something like that. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know how it works. I feel like it has to be pre-recorded. But uh, and then, I have no clue. Uh, well, you know, someone tell us. <laughs> someone cast us in a, in a musical, right. a virtual musical, and we'll find out. Exactly. Uh, next question comes to us from Thomas. Thomas says, album of your life. Hey, Matt, hope you guys are doing well, especially with the new administration finally taking office. Thank yes. God. I was listening to Lemonade while driving the other day. It was the first time in a while that I had put it on, and it really brought me back. For context, the album came out when I had just turned 15, so I had it with me through high school and the craziness that comes with it. I'm turning 20 in a month, and it's crazy to me how five years later this album can make me feel the same way it did when I was 15 mm. with that said I was wondering if you guys had an album or soundtrack that you have a similar relationship with it doesn't even necessarily have to be your all time favorite for me that's honestly a toss up between Lemonade and Melodrama just one that taste. you yeah, absolutely, right. <laughs> yes. Thomas knows what's going on uh, just one that you've attached to your life in a really significant way thanks for always giving me something to look forward to every week Thomas. Oh, do you have one? I definitely have one. Okay. I would, I would, that sticks out in my mind. I mean, obviously like the Spice Girl albums bring me back to yeah. the nineties and when I was a child, but I have to say, uh, if we're going for a little later, t- 2013 was like a very significant year musically mm-hmm. for me because I feel like that was the year where, you know, I had lived with you for a year at this point and I was mm-hmm. really starting to like understand how the music industry worked I love it. <laughs> by Matt Palmer's uh, thorough education. Uh, and so I was really like sort of starting to pay attention to it on my own. And so there are a lot of songs, individual songs that bring me back to 2013, you know, like like a Royals moment that like, what's that song called where the that safe and sound song? And Mm. I'm just like, oh, my God, 2013, like hardcore. And obviously, like certain like applause, like brings me back, like Venus brings me back. But if we're talking about like albums as a whole, where every track on it, I am transported back to 2013 Mm. and I know exactly how I felt at that time and where I was in my life. It's interestingly Bruno Mars's unorthodox jukebox. Interesting. Like that album to me, every song I hear on it, or like if I think about the song, yeah. I am just like 2013, <laughs> we are in Chumungus, which was the name of like the house that we lived in right. with our two other roommates at the time. Mm-hmm. And 
like it just brings me back so hard. Interesting. Yeah, every and it's every song on that That's album. That's a great album. Oh, it's a amazing album. It's still his best. Yeah, I would say so. I'd yeah. say so. Yeah. yeah. How many does he have? He has three, right? I guess just three. He should have more. He should have more. He should, he should he have more. Like Adele should he, have yes, more. Yes, they take their time. Um, yeah, my first thoughts were specific individual songs as well. Of course, there are Mariah ones, but I feel like I've talked about Mariah a lot on this podcast, so I'll go somewhere else. But I think like early, some of the earliest musical memories I have are uh, when I would be I was very young and my mom's mom lived in Natchez Mississippi Mm -hmm. and we'd always listen to the radio on the way there and I remember like in like 1993 92 in that era it was a lot of uh like Vanessa Williams um save the best for last and like 94 there was uh Desiree you gotta be Mm -hmm. and like those kind of songs take me back in that first or I guess it was the second Mary J Blige album my life is kind of in that same arena of like oh right I was just in the back of that car playing my Game Boy not knowing my left from right, just like being a little little kid. And um, I also have specific memories about albums I would listen to when I went to camp for the first time. When I was like, mm. I went to sleepaway camp probably in third and fourth grade for the first time and like mm-hmm. w- was at a top lookout mountain at this camp called Camp Laney for like two weeks at a time and it was crazy. And it was just, I, I was always even as a kid like an independent child so I really loved it. Like I wrote home and like missed my parents or whatever but I was yeah. very much like in my bed listening to my disc man and I was listening to a lot of black Street's album finally and there's a song called on that album called In a Rush <laughs> that's very it's like the ballads stick out to me and also mm-hmm. I was listening to the 702 album uh, with Where My Girl's At on it and they have a um, ballad called You'll Just Never Know that I very much like mm-hmm. I remember touring um, my brother was looking at colleges and I was listening to Brandy's Full Moon like the entire time so just I, the moments that I remember walking around and just having my disc man with me I feel like those were some some big ones for me I will say uh, like a huge one for me if we're going back to like when I was when I was a very little kid uh-huh. all in my house it was always show tunes playing because yeah. like my brother loved show tunes when he was a little boy and yes. my grandparents on both sides of the family always loved Broadway so I, I, I just always grew up in a musical theater household and everything but there was one album that I don't even know who had it it was either my mom or like someone someone just like gave it to us or whatever yeah. so that was the only popular music mm. I was listening to from when I was two years old to like five years old or like six years old that was just constantly in rotation and that was Madonna's The Immaculate Collection just so every song of Madonna's that I hear that it's also on The Immaculate Collection which is also like her best music I mean um, is just I am just taken back to being a very very young child just like in my kitchen and having it play on the background and and trying to sing along to like Papa Don't Preach (laughs) and not understanding what the fuck it was about but still just singing along to it and and just sort of making up the words I didn't really understand right like I just remember it so vividly and it just really like puts me in that spot absolutely oh I love music. <laughs> Guys, music's like music great. so good. I think Gwen Stefani's Love Angel Music Baby is very my senior year. Like we were in the back of cars listening to Hollaback Girl. Mm. I remember JoJo. I brought, I've like said the first JoJo album, I brought it into my Bible summer school class. I was like, Guys, we're listening to JoJo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just, I just, so many albums, so many albums. Oh, yeah. I won't even get into like the like when I bought like five son when I introduced myself to Sondheim mm. that one Christmas where I was just like okay I'm gonna introduce myself to the Sondheims that I've always felt I was too young to understand I was oh, I was in like I was a freshman in high school when I mm. got all those and everything so listening to some of those like always like brings me it's back. funny that we both did that because I remember when Scream came out by Michael and Janet Jackson I like went back and bought their entire discographies mm-hmm. and then I did the same when I when Fantasy came out I went back and bought all Mariah's old shit I was just like oh no I don't want to just know what's happening now I want to know the entire history of this person because I love oh yeah well yes. the thing is because with Sondheim not to like bring this into a tangent but mm-hmm. I oh you know I grew up watching all the musical theater concerts and everything and and people would always sing songs by Sondheim mm-hmm. from these specific shows so I always had like such an awareness of these shows like Company Follies A Little Night Music Sweeney Todd all of them from like the 70s and yeah. I was just like oh but these are musicals for adults mm-hmm. like I'm not going to venture into them yet I'm all, I'm uh, but a mere seven years old <laughs> and so I remember I remember discovering Into the Woods and then Sunny in the Park with George. And then I was like, okay, I know like these two Sondheims. Like I, for like my Christmas, I'm going to ask for 
Company, Follies, A Little Night Music, and Sweeney Todd. Wow. And those were like the ones that I got in the one big package. And listening to all them in a span of like a week mm. and being like, oh my God, I'm finally like discovering like what these musicals are about and everything. So, so whenever I like hear stuff from those, I always think back to like, yeah, I think I was, my, it was my freshman year of high school. Wow. What a uh, time. I know. Oh, guys, I guess, I guess we should go on to a, the last part of the episode, right? Mm-hmm. So Matt Steele, mm-hmm. what has been giving you moments, darling? Uh, it's so simple. And we talked about it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. But like, it's just so nice to wake up and check your phone first thing in the morning and the world isn't falling apart, even though it is. But like, <laughs> but it's it's just not there's not like one disastrous piece of news after the other. There is just right. such a sense of normalcy and just Good things are happening yes. and we are moving in a amazing direction. And it's just so interesting to just not have this sort of dread hanging over me. And it's, it's it's so interesting. It was oddly comforting to me when like the top story of the New York Times was like Biden wore a Rolex. Yeah. And it was just like, oh right, I remember this. But it was just they, like, oh, we have to make a scandal out of something. Out of nothing. Out it's of nothing. like it was like when Obama wore the tan suit and it was a whole Hubbub, it's just like, oh, we're literally grass. I love the fact that they have to grasp at straws to find things to get mad at Joe Biden about. It's like, because Donald Trump made it so fuck. It was like every day, it was something that was literally horrible and mm-hmm. detrimental to the entire world. And it just made you so angry and, it, yes. and upset. And it was devastating. To see Biden wears Rolex, like truly brought me comfort it was like great <laughs> we're back and now we're back like this is what i expect of news stories i think i saw something that said like oh that rolex like had a picture of hunter biden in that like rolex and and i think someone was like oh i think this was like or not hunter biden um uh, Bo biden's biden, like yes. rolex and i think someone was like i think it might have been Bo's watch and y'all are trying to make like this scandal out of the right. fact that, and it's also like he yeah he's he's, he's rich. rich he has, he has a, a rolex yeah like like you want to know what donald trump wears <laughs> and it, yes, and I feel like there are articles about like, oh, Joe Biden has a Peloton. He's not an everyman. It's, it's like, just like a f- no. What are we <laughs> like? But truly, it's all, like it's almost a relief. It's like yeah. I'd rather these stories any day than like, like oh, trans ban. Oh, there's you know uh, the walls going up. Oh, you know we're out of the Paris Accord or whatever it is. It's just like I this is better. I'd yes. rather these news. Just stories. I'd rather like laugh at even though it yes. is even though it's absolutely horrible that yes. they're trying to like make a scandal out of something that's not a scandal at all. Just because like the news is just like desperate for yeah. a scandal, which is a horrible thing. Um, it's it's nice to be able to sort of just like laugh about how stupid the scandal it is, and because you know it's. It's just it's not gonna take. exactly like no one's gonna care about no this. who cares about that give me a break yeah so it's it's just it's just been a very calm relaxing week it just made me feel good we it's need that just been giving me a moment I love it um well this week for me I have started diving into I haven't finished this season on Netflix but I can't recommend Bling Empire enough it is a new reality show about um. A group of L.A. friends, L.A. Asian friends who are, you know, live right up the street from us, are our neighbors. And they are, are they like, are they all like on the west side? I don't know where they are. Oh, I thought you meant like they were like really like in our No, I'm sure. I mean, maybe they're in Brentwood. I don't know where their homes are, but these are like truly, truly, truly wealthy people. Like mm-hmm. you kind of think you watch a Bravo show, you watch the house. So I'm just like, oh, they're big. They have, they're rich. They have big houses, blah, blah. But this is like another tier. It's like old, oil, old money, old oil money from okay. like centuries and centuries ago. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just so fun. And so it's like so beautiful to watch their homes and like the crazy things that happen in their homes. And also just the kind of, very light drama that happens between these people. It's like, oh, she moved my place card because I was wearing a necklace that I know that she owns too. And it's like, Christine V. Anna, whose side are you on? And I'm like, Team Anna! <laughs> it's just, Iconic. We, it's, we love those scandals. It's a great, great show. And I feel like they really like each other and support each other and but there's still like some serious darkness like there's a relationship that's truly abusive that I hope this girl Kelly gets out of her boyfriend was the Red Power Ranger and he Jason the Red Power Ranger no, or like no, one not. of the Red one Power Rangers of, down the line one of them down the line oh, okay. not like Jace not our not, Red yeah Red not our Red Power no, no, Ranger no, no, no. he would never be abusive <laughs> oh, that would be devastating no no that'd be horrible but um 
And then, the, the, you know, there's someone who is basically living like we are in like normal hood and who comes into the group and is kind of the eyes and ears of the show. Very attractive man named Kevin. I mm-hmm. think you saw him on screen. Very beautiful guy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I approved of the look. Yes, he has quite the look. Um, and I just I just think it is a fun watch. It is really if you like a reality show, if you like a Bravo reality show, this is clearly the show that Bravo should have started making as soon as Crazy Rich Asians came out because Netflix was on it. HBO Max is on it because apparently there's a show called House of Ho that's about a very crazy rich Asian family that apparently is good as well. I haven't watched it but I can give two thumbs up to Bling Empire. I think I'm episode five out of eight but like as it goes on it gets more and more touching like Kevin is um, adopted and we're just meeting his mom who raised him and he's going to kind of search for his birth parents and that inspires his friend Kim who like has been estranged from her father since she was like seven to like try to find him and she has to tell her mom about that and like Mm -hmm. see how she feels about it. It just is like really beautiful like real estate porn and then also there's stuff that these are people that you care about even though the drama is very light it's like oh I want good things for many of you uh, even though I there are people that don't I shouldn't be worrying about at all because you're all very very wealthy <laughs> mm-hmm. so They'll they're be fine. gonna be fine but I just I just can't recommend the show enough it is, a, it is a joy to watch I look forward to watching it and finishing it off and I'm sure there will be a second season because I think it's becoming pretty popular um, but oh I've seen like a bunch of people tweet about it good so like just today okay good yeah okay good so if you have not watched Bling Empire don't be the last to watch I think you would enjoy it if you love a Bravo reality show so I think it was Gigi whoever asked about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, make sure to watch Bling Empire when you get a chance. Okay. Well, they feel like they're cheating on Bravo, though. I mean, at some point, how many below decks can you watch? You know, I feel like it's good to diversify, especially when now Bravo is doing this thing where they've like, they're like, oh, maybe the fact that we have a bunch of all white cast isn't good. And so they'll bring in like one person of color at a time to like educate the all white cast about why they're <laughs> being racist. Like truly real outside of Dallas, this girl, um, basically a, a racist video of her like pulling her eyes and like talking in an Asian accent uh-huh. like was unearthed and like a recent one hey I don't know how recent it was but like last season there was a lady who was fired for being racist and this lady was really like laying into her about being racist it's like oh well bitch you're racist too uh-huh. and so instead of firing this girl brandy they bring on an Asian lady to teach her and the rest of the cast about like why that was racist and I just feel like it's happening on Southern Charm there's a new uh, black lady on Summer House hopefully she doesn't have to teach everyone about racism there but it's just kind of like I don't know that this is the best way to handle this like let's just watch a show about non-white people (laughs) and like (laughs) then we can just skip over the like educating that they should be doing on their own you know yeah I mean because just like because then it sets like this precedent that it's just like oh well like one person has to educate everyone about like has to be the expert. Right. And, and the one like, per- that's an exhausting. Exactly. It's do. an exhausting it's like thing. You can educate yourself. On exactly. That. It's 2021. The Internet is around. You all have Google like you can figure out why the things you do and say are offensive. It should not be up to Tiffany Moon, who I haven't watched the season of Dallas, but she's getting rave reviews. People say she's a great housewife. So that's good. Um, but it's not up to her. It's not up for up to Leva on Southern Charm to teach all of these people why like their ancestors were slave owners and they. <laughs> (laughs) can't send people black people monkey emojis and ask them like if they even know their dads and then honestly leva has to do that and then you go online you look up like the hashtag southern charm on twitter and everyone's like oh leva's so annoying and it's like you're all fucking idiots (laughs) oh anyways all of that is to say watch bling empire you're gonna love it okay (laughs) all right Oh, guys, this has been so fun. It has been a joy. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being here, Matt Steele. Thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you for paying your rent. (laughs) So therefore, you are allowed to be here. Thank you, and you as well. And we'll be back next week with more 2K Matt's podcast. Bye. Bye. 